Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome back to Petals of Support. This is Mama D. Tonight, we are going to talk about boundaries. We all have them. We all should have them. They're very important to have because they allow us to feel comfortable in our world, progress, work towards things. Sometimes we forget, though, that we need to reevaluate them. And that's what the advice is going to be about tonight. But before we get started, did you know that there are technically, as far as I know, five different types of boundaries? I know I didn't really know that when I read an article and the more I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, I guess, you know, we use the term boundaries so broad. We use so many terms to kind of paint this big brush stroke of all these things. But when you really sit down and think about it, we should break those big brush strokes down into smaller little things. So there are five types of boundaries. You have physical, which makes sense. It's that comfort level around you, how close you are allowing people to get to you physically. Everybody's got their own level of, are you a hugger or are you not? Do you prefer someone at arm's length? Do you, when you talk to somebody, are you somebody who likes to be up close and personal or are you someone who just needs a lot of bubble space around you? Both perfectly acceptable because it's your boundary. So the second one is emotional. Makes sense. It's how much you're willing to let somebody into your world emotionally. How comfortable are you with sharing your feelings, your thoughts, the emotions involved in situations. The third one is sexual. What are your comfort levels? What are you willing to do? What are you not willing to do? What is a hard no for you? And you should know those. We need to know those things. That's why we can't just jump into physical relationships. We need to know what our comfort level is as well as what the other person's boundaries and comfort level is. The fourth one is material. It's a little bit more interesting if you think about it because I don't think we always take a moment and think, what are our material boundaries? And material boundaries just mean, what are you willing to give material-wise to another person? What are you willing to, I guess, share? We teach kids, and I've talked about this before, share everything, share, share, share. Sharing is caring. Well, right now, Mama D is 
getting over a head cold thanks to somebody sharing their head cold in my house. So sharing is not caring. Let me tell you, he could have kept that to himself instead of spreading it to the rest of us. When we think of material though, it's who do you trust? Who are you willing to share things that are material in your world? And what are your levels? What are you not willing to share? And it's good to know those things. And the last one is your time boundaries. And that's kind of what started this topic for me, because it is that idea that time is precious. And it really, really is. Any free time that any of us have is something very special. And we should treat it as such. Do we use it for hobbies? Do we use free time for more work? Do we use it for a side project? Do we spend it with our family? Do we spend it with our friends? Do we volunteer with it? But it's your special thing that you need to decide how much are you willing to give to each thing? And are there some things that anymore you're not willing to donate or give your time to? Where are your boundaries? The interesting thing with boundaries, as well as the fact that there's five of them, is that because they're yours, you get to decide them, what's okay for you, and they're different for each and every person in each and every situation. And we all have them, even creatures have them. I was thinking when I start talking about this topic in my shower, because that's where I come up with these topics most of the time, I started thinking about our bunny. So we have a bunny. He belongs to my youngest. He has a name, but over the years, we simply call him Bunny. Bunny does not particularly love me. There could be many reasons for that. Personally, I think it's because I clean his cage, which he hates, and I cut his little claws, which he hates even more. But I am the only one willing to wrangle the bunny. He actually is a pretty nice creature. I mean, if anybody's thinking about a pet for their child or even for themselves, bunnies are really underrated. He uses a litter. He hops around. He doesn't do really anything wrong. He has a large attitude that he displays mostly to me, but he is not a biter. He's not a chewer. He doesn't really do anything wrong. When we first got him, we kept him in a cage in youngest's room. He was youngest bunny. He wanted one very, very badly. And we had gone through all the other creatures at the pet store. (laughs) And we had started with gerbils and we had gone to hamsters and we thought, okay, he's ready for a bunny. Not really prepared for how long bunnies live. Indoor bunnies live a lot longer than you might be aware of. Do your research, which I did not do correctly. But we found a farm that they raised 4-H bunnies and then on the side they sold the ones who were not apparently up to par of being a 4-H bunny. So that is how for one Christmas I purchased a bunny for youngest and he stayed up in my youngest son's room. The problem with that is that he became very, very isolated. He saw youngest, but he didn't really see the rest of us as much. So we decided to move him downstairs to this little room that is open to the kitchen. It's kind of, we have a very open floor plan in our house. So he became much more meshed in our world. He saw us, he heard us, and he came out of his little bunny shell, decided he kind of liked us. He would come up to us within reason. And over time, we also realized that we could give him Cheerios, not just Cheerios, not the off-brand Cheerios. Oh no, Bunny likes Granberry, which are the expensive 
little bougie Cheerios. That's the only ones he'll eat. And because I love my son and because he loves this bunny, that is what he gets. And we go through a box every couple of months. It's not like he's just chowing these things down, even though he would if he had the opportunity. But back to boundaries. That was a little, you needed to know all that information for me to get to this part. I can feed him Cheerios. I can sit in a chair and he will come to me. He'll put his little paws up on my leg and he will take the Cheerios one at a time. I can pet his head and I can touch his back, but that's it for him and I. He doesn't give me much time unless I have the Cheerios. I can physically touch him within his comfort zone. You move on to my oldest son and he can sit on the floor and the bunny will come up to him, take the Cheerios out of his hand and he can pet him. He can lean down and pet him. He doesn't have to sit in a chair like I do. He likes my oldest son, again, within reason. I've watched my oldest son pet him from the little tip of his nose all the way down to his tail. He can do full hands on the bunny and the bunny seems to actually like it, but that's their limit. Then you have my youngest. That bunny sees him and loses his little bunny mind. He hops around. He gets mad if my youngest son walks past him. He'll thump his foot. He'll make grunt noises, which I didn't know that they can actually growl, but bunnies can growl, especially when they're annoyed or angry. And he'll do all that until my youngest son comes back. And if my youngest son sits on the floor, he is in his lap. He is up in his face. He will take the Cheerios my youngest son can rub all over him, scratches him, and then he picks him up and he carries him. And they go and they watch TV together. They watch my youngest son play video games. He's playing a video game right now with a bunny sitting on a blanket right next to him. So the boundaries change is my point. And that's important. We should not all have the same boundaries and we should not have the same boundaries for each and every person in our world in each and every situation because that's not what boundaries are supposed to do. They're supposed to make us feel comfortable and not everyone is the same and not every situation is the same. I started this topic because I recently stepped back from an organization I was volunteering for. I'm still involved somewhat, but I had looked at my life and I had looked at what was going on in my family and I said, you know, my kids are getting older. And as much as I enjoy volunteering, as much as I enjoy doing what I do and working with the different people and it's been really, really great for me. And I like to like to hope that it has, my contribution has been beneficial to other people, but I needed to reevaluate my time. I needed to reevaluate the boundaries I set on what I was willing to donate my time to. I decided to take this step back. I'm still going to help in little ways, but I needed to decide what was now important to me. And that's the advice. The advice with all of these boundaries and with everything is that it's really important in life to take a step back quite often, really, to reevaluate your boundaries with different people, with different situations. When it comes to material objects, are there some things that you maybe were more willing to share with people and then they started giving them back to you, not in the same condition that they received the item in the first place. Maybe you need to start saying no to people. 
and it could be no to people in general when it comes to a certain material object. Or maybe you need to reevaluate the boundaries you have with different people, however you want to look at it. But it's important to always take that moment and take that step back and say, has my relationship changed with these certain people? Has my relationship changed with my partner where maybe I felt comfortable doing one thing with them and I no longer feel comfortable doing that? Or hopefully we have built some more trust and now my boundaries have changed and I'm willing to do different things. I'm willing to try especially if your partner is hoping that you're willing to try different things. And of course, that's a sexual boundary. But really, I think that we really focus on those physical boundaries as well as the emotional boundaries. And that makes sense. So it's good to stop and think, have I let people in? And you have to do it with each individual person because each individual person is different and your relationship with each individual person is different. So you have to pause and say, have we built more trust? Do I feel more comfortable with that person? So now I can be a little bit more open or hopefully not, but unfortunately it happens. Has this person broken my trust? Has this person done some things that make me think maybe I need to keep them away a little bit more? Maybe they have made me feel uncomfortable physically or emotionally, and I need to change the boundary that I have set. Another one to evaluate is, are people respecting your boundaries? I've kind of noticed that that's one that I have to evaluate on a regular basis because, as I said, when I decided to step away from this organization, just enough to give myself some more free time, I had told some people that's why I was doing it. I was very open because it had nothing to do with the people in the organization. I honestly was tired, but there were so many other things I wanted to do with my family and I wanted that time to do it. I wanted to be able to say, yes, I'm going versus let me look in the calendar. Do I have a meeting? Do I have another obligation? And I told my friends that, well, as soon as I said I was definitely stepping back, I had some people who asked me if I would consider donating my time to what they do. And I appreciate that. It's really nice to think that maybe what I was doing did matter and people would like me to switch over and do it for them as well. But I had to stop and remind myself why I was stepping away. And then I had to nicely remind them that I didn't want to step away from one organization to go use that time in another one. That wasn't the point of setting a new boundary for myself. And I had one person in particular that did not really agree with that. They tried to tell me that this was my free time that should be spent doing something more important, I guess, or what they saw as more important. And they weren't respecting that boundary that I was set, that I was very open about told me a little bit about that person also told me that that organization probably really really needs people because they sure were not going to take no for an answer which well I don't want to join something like that because if I have something come up if I want to do things a little different maybe I want to go watch my kid play a sport something tells me they were not going to be as accommodating as a volunteer mind you I had to be very firm with my boundary Tonight's advice is kind of two-part. The first one is to make sure you have boundaries, which we all do, even if we don't realize it. 
we all have them to some degree some people have just a bigger boundary area than other people some people have built up walls a lot closer to themselves and that's okay because we have to do what makes us safe we have to do what makes us comfortable hopefully over time you allow that boundary to move a little bit because shutting yourself off physically emotionally sexually with your time and with your material we need to have people in even if the people in the past were not the most awesome for us there are so many other people out there and we need to try to give people a chance so when we reevaluate the battery hopefully we move it a little bit but that's the second part of the advice tonight is to make sure you're reevaluating your boundaries you can do that weekly you can do that monthly or maybe you just do it on occasion in a more this person this time this person this time but we need to do it because trust can be built trust can be broken sometimes people make us feel icky and we need to move things a little bit or maybe we need to take a step back and think you know these things that I thought were important these materialistic objects in my world they're great for me to enjoy but maybe I should allow other people to enjoy them as well or Maybe if I keep letting people borrow that and they keep giving it back, destroyed, broken, whatever, I'm not going to start sharing with those people anymore. It's kind of this need to always decide if you're safe, if you're happy, and things change every day. So reevaluate things when you have an opportunity. If you have any thoughts or opinions about boundaries or any other topic that I have discussed, you know I would love to hear from you. You can email me at petals.s at aol.com or you can find me on X and Threads, TikTok and Instagram at Petals of Support. If you are a podcaster or are hoping, thinking about being a podcaster, please go check out my network. It's at unfpod.com. All that information is in the show notes. You can see links to all of the other wonderful podcasts in our network. Maybe you would like to join us. You can reach out through the email on the site. Take care of yourself. Five-star ratings. And I love you all. This podcast is a production of Unfiltered Studios. If you would like to know more about joining Unfiltered Studios, please visit our website at unfpod.com for more information. Step into the quirky world of history with the Stupid History Book, a deep dive into the forgotten tales of everyday items. From the creator of the non-award winning podcast, The Stupid History Minute, comes this book that uncovers the incredible stories behind the things we use every day. Pre-order your copy now, signed by Keb himself, and be among the first to own this adventure through the ages. Don't wait, because on October 1st it hits the shelves, bringing history to life in the most unexpected ways. Get ready for a history lesson like no other with The Stupid History Book. Reserve yours today at unfpod.com.